Welcome to Wednesday on the Puro Palka Podcast. It's Mike here. I can't believe we are basically a third of the way through August. Yikes. And we are under three months until the midterm elections. The most important midterm elections in your life, in my life, ever. We have to be ready and we have to be absolutely making sure as many people as possible get to the polls. Especially people who think like you and think like me. So many things to cover. Yes, there is more follow-up on the raid of Donald Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago. Don't call it a search. Call it a raid. The left is trying to change the terminology once again. They're trying to redefine everything. It was a raid. And now we are learning through reporting at The Guardian that... uh, The FBI would not hand over the search warrant. They would not let Donald Trump's son see the search warrant and told him to get out. And then we find out they're going through Melania's clothing. Why? Absolutely insane. I have a theory. I have a theory that uh, I'm going to put out here. I put it out on Twitter earlier. I believe that all of this, this, this raid was orchestrated at this specific time for a couple of reasons. Number one, Donald Trump absolutely crushed it. Yes, crushed it at CPAC. His speech at CPAC had to make Democrats very nervous. He wins the straw poll at CPAC. And then he comes out and he delivers a blistering rebuke of this administration and everything they've done. And they got to be thinking, we have to do something. We have to blunt his impact. You see Donald Trump doing great things with his endorsements in the primaries. And so they're worried about that. And then I believe this administration is also looking at what's coming up the anniversary of the disastrous, awful, deadly withdrawal from Afghanistan where we lost 13 American soldiers. You have to do something to distract people from that anniversary. So what better than this trumped up, pun intended, raid on Donald Trump's home? And then the left is actually doing something that's kind of despicable, but no shock there. The left is, um, is pushing, pushing a narrative that, oh, with this, uh, this uh, Soviet-style raid, this German, East German Stasi-like raid on Donald Trump's home, that it's going to get all of the violent extremists engaged again. Yeah, the, the, the mainstream media is out there pushing that narrative without any evidence of such far right and Trump's troops on the far right who are screaming bloody murder on social media right now. We're keeping tabs on the fallout from the search online, including growing concerns over the reaction from possible right wing extremists. You know, these folks are often inspired to plan violence or conduct violence. So I think Trump is again playing with fire. The violent rhetoric is uh, more violent and louder than ever. No, it's not. No, it's not. This is just the left trying to make a prediction. Now, let's remember, most of the political violence in this country came from Democrats, like the guy who shot up the congressional ball field. Yeah, crazed Democrats. 
Uh, Michael Steele, who used to be a Democrat or a Republican, didn't he, before he flipped over to the Democrat side, and Joe Scarborough continued this this weird fascist propaganda. This thing that this GOP represents under its current leadership is now increasingly more dangerous than it's ever been. You know why? Because they're fascists. That's why we have law enforcement to actually bring fascists to justice. Yeah. Uh, Every time they point a finger at you, there are three pointing right back at themselves. I'm just going to remind you of that. I believe all of this was, well, it has multi-purposes. They don't want Donald Trump running, but I don't think they're going to be successful in that effort. But they do want to distract from the disastrous, deadly withdrawal of Afghanistan, which is coming up, the anniversary of which is coming up. 13 Americans dead because of the incompetence of this administration. And then there's a story in Forbes today, which I encourage you to read. If you're not a Forbes subscriber, they'll let you read four articles online before they'll ask you to pay. So you could do this. I I link to it in the, in social media, on the Twitters. It is from our friend Gerald Posner, who writes about the Afghanistan withdrawal, but not from the standpoint that I'm outraged about, even though I know he's outraged about it too, the loss of life for our American military, uh, but about the money, hundreds of millions of your dollars, which we sent to Afghanistan, which disappeared. Just vaporized, evaporated. We know where it went. Afghanistan is a corrupt mess. And just because the previous leadership left doesn't mean it got cleaned up. No, in fact, it's probably even worse under the Taliban. But we know that hundreds of millions, not hundreds of thousands, hundreds of millions of your tax dollars went out of Afghanistan with the exiting leaders. It's a great story. You should read it. Maybe we'll have Gerald on here uh, in the next day or so. But you should read it online as well. There was stuff going on yesterday. Uh, Joe Biden had uh, three incidents yesterday that show us just just in, in how bad of a shape he is. There was the video. I'm sure you've seen it. There's no real audio to it. The video of Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. shaking hands with Chuck Schumer then Schumer shakes hands with another gentleman next to Joe, then over to shake hands with Nancy Pelosi and another woman next to Pelosi. And then he turns back towards the podium and Biden's trying to shake his hand again like he forgot he shook his hand already. And then Joe Biden delivers some remarks about um, whatever the hell he was pushing yesterday. Oh, it was the uh, signing of the CHIPS Act, the government handout to the high-tech industry, which really doesn't need it. And he's coughing through the whole thing. Mediaite has a spectacular montage of Joe and his phlegmy coughing into his hand. And I'm, I'm wondering if that's the same hand he used to shake hands with Chuck Schumer. Ooh, I know. And then Joe had another problem with the teleprompter where he just really couldn't read the teleprompter. And that had to do with the signing of the NATO approval for uh, Finland and Sweden to join NATO. 
Yeah, the um, the Senate approved it. It was like 95 to 1. Pretty much everybody voted for it. So Joe had trouble reading the teleprompter, the 20 seconds of teleprompter brain freeze. All in one day. All of this happened in one day. Now today, big day, the consumer price index numbers came out. Everybody was worried that we're going to see more inflation. Well, inflation is still there. The reality is that inflation just cooled down just a teeny tiny little bit. But Joe thinks his plan is working. First, the economic plan is working. First. Yeah. No, it's not. Your economic plan is working if your plan is to destroy capitalism. Yeah. Uh, Joe also tried to take a victory lap on uh, wages. Wages are up this month. Um, They are, but they're not keeping pace with inflation. So real wages are down, meaning that people are actually losing the fight against inflation. The battle is is not being won. And uh, on Fox Business, they were reporting on the uh, Consumer Price Index numbers, which it didn't go up as much as they thought. They estimated it'd be up five-tenths of a point. It was up three-tenths of a point. So that's a win. To who, I would like to know. But it's about the food prices, isn't it? It is about when you go to the grocery store, you know what it usually is. We're not winning in that arena. We're still seeing for food a jump of 10.9% year over year. Uh, That's food at home, 10.9%. Food away from home, uh, a gain of 7.6%. So your food prices at home are 10% higher. Away from home, I guess that means restaurants, are up only 7%. Wages are still not up at 7%. So you're still losing ground, whether you cook at home or you try to go out. Over at CNBC, Victoria Fernandez, who is their uh, core consumer price index reporter, gives us the gory details as well. When we look at what really matters for the Fed, as we've been saying this morning, it's that core number. And year over year, that did not come down for core CPI. And the Fed has consistently talked about wanting to see that core number the month over month and the year over year come down. So when we Yeah, so the core index is rising year over year. And the Biden administration is trying to take a big victory lap over a one month slowdown. It's a slowdown. It's not a decrease It's a slowdown in the actual inflation numbers. Joey tried to take a victory lap, though. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation in the month of July. Yeah, well, let's talk about July of last year to July of this year. That's not zero. It's a big number, Joey. And as we sit at the kitchen table, it's a troubling number, a very troubling number. But I can't expect much logic out of a guy who can't even thank the people who are working with him. Correct. I also want to thank Senators Tester and Jerry Morgan. Um, Jerry Morgan? I think Jerry's name is Moran, not Jerry Morgan. This administration 
It's an absolute cacistocracy. I'll keep repeating that term. It is government by the worst possible individuals. That's what we have. A cacistocracy led by a man whose brain is absolutely deteriorating in front of our eyes. Never mind his health, which we should question, but his mental health should be in question. It's, it's awful what we're seeing. And yet we have to endure the presidency for about another two years and a quarter. We don't have to endure the Nancy Pelosi controlled house or the Chuck Schumer controlled Senate. But you and I have to do something about that. You and I have to be the ones who get up and actually make a difference in less than three months. I'm going to keep repeating that. It's really important. Oh, by the way, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, KGB, let us know that uh, there was a, a big stinking deal when it comes to gas prices. She wanted us all to know that, uh, and this is her tweet, in fact, the current drop in gas prices is the fastest in a decade, saving American families with two cars $106 per month on average. That's from the peak. But if we're going to go back to the day Joe Biden took office, on the day Joe Biden took office on January 21st, the regular gas was $2.24 a gallon. Today, it's, what is it, $3.94 a gallon? That's $1.70 a gallon. That's not a savings of $100 a month. It's probably at least a, a cost of three to maybe $400 a month per family. And if you add in the cost of groceries, which we know went up 10% year over year, and then you subtract the minimal increase in wages, which is about 5%, you have the American families going backwards. Absolutely backwards. It's disgusting that the mainstream media is not holding their feet to the fire on this. But they won't. We know they won't. It's crazy. Uh, other things that I am monitoring, keeping my eyes on, um, the, thank you, Florida, for the never-ending barrage of great stories about Florida man. A naked machete-wielding man in Florida tried to rob a guy for his clothing. He wanted, literally, the shirt off the guy's back. I don't know about you, but if I see a naked man wielding a machete and all he wants is my clothing, I'm glad to give it to him and get the hell out of Dodge. I think the police arrived just in time and took him out. Johnny Depp's comeback is continuing. He signed a multi-million dollar, multi-year deal. Good for him. Amber Heard, maybe he'll drift off into obscurity. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden's plan, this, uh, this fight inflation plan, what Inflation Reduction Act is what they're calling it, uh, that plan includes federal benefits for electric vehicle purchases and they're big benefits, like $7,500 tax credit from the federal government. But guess what? 70% of the cars won't qualify because their batteries are made in China. So 70% of them, uh, you just won't get the tax credit, they're telling you. It's another lie. An absolute other 
lie being added to the pile of lies. And uh, China is at the center of it because they're the ones controlling all of the batteries and the battery production and the elements that are needed to make those batteries. We'll talk to Lauren Fix about it later this week. Uh, Right now, I'll tell you who we need to talk to. It is Wednesday, and on Wednesdays, it's usually Wellness Wednesday. So I'm stepping aside, and let's get Dr. Michael Roizen of the Cleveland Clinic in here, and we'll talk about what the heck happened to Ashton Kutcher, and uh, there's another virus coming out of China, and some things you can do to be healthier and live longer and live younger. Next on the Pure Opelka Podcast. It is Wednesday, and Wellness Wednesday is in full effect as Dr. Michael Royson of the Cleveland Clinic is joining us again to talk about many things as it relates to the world of health and wellness and your life and what you need to be doing to be leading a longer and healthier life. And this is all in advance of the imminent release of the Great Age Reboot, Dr. Royson's new book that's coming out next month, the 13th. So order it now because we're going to be talking about it endlessly because we want you to become a genetic engineer and and make yourself younger. Uh, Dr. Royson, welcome. Uh, it's wonderful to be here, Michael, and um, everyone should know they are a genetic engineer. So my one example I always like to give people, but there are many of them, is that when they stress a muscle by exercise, even by walking fast, um, that turns on a gene in the muscle called arisen. Um, The arisen is a small protein. That gene, all genes do is make proteins or watch other genes. Once arisen is on, it goes across the blood-brain barrier, increases your brain functioning because it releases brain-derived neurotrophic growth factor, which is like miracle growth for your brain. And that makes your memory center and cognitive functions better. So that's why exercising is so good for your brain. It's because you're a genetic engineer. We know that of the 1,500 genes you have producing proteins at any one time, you control about 80% of them, turning them on or off. So everyone listening to the program is a genetic engineer better than any MIT or Caltech genetic engineer. They are a genetic engineer. That's excellent. I cannot wait to get into the meat of your new book. But in the meantime, we have so many other big issues to talk about in the world of health and the research, et cetera. Um, There's one story I sent you that astounded me. My wife and I were talking about this. And I can't tell her too much about it because she always kind of latches on to weird medical stories and then suddenly starts saying, I think I have that. And it's the story of Ashton Kutcher, the great actor, who um, told the world a couple days ago that he lost his, his hearing and his vision and really his equilibrium so he couldn't walk. And it took him two years to get it back. Doc, what the heck happened? Did he, did he get bit by a mosquito somewhere? What is this? Many of the cases of what he has, vasculitis. Vasculitis is inflammation of your vascular tree. And many of them, we don't know the origin. So could it be that he got bitten by a mosquito that gave him a protein that was a similar protein to 
the endothelial cells in his vascular tree and that he developed in order to fight that protein, that foreign protein, he had some friendly fire which attracted his vascular system. So what vasculitis is, is just that. It is usually friendly fire from your own immune system attacking something abnormal in your, um, if you will, endothelial cells, the cells that line your vascular tree. Hmm. The most vulnerable arteries are the single arteries, the arteries that end rather than having dual supply, meaning they're at the last part of the of your vascular tree. It's like the tree, the most vulnerable parts of the outer branches. And um, the outer branches of your vascular tree feed your ear. It's at the end of your head, obviously. Your eye, it's the end part of that vascular tree. Um, and uh, obviously, hands and toes. Um, and so those are the most uh, vulnerable in the hands and toes, you have position sense, so that may have affected his walking as well as the ear has position sense. So the point is that um, if this occurs, we initially try and suppress your immune system. That means high-dose steroids and put you at risk of other diseases the immune system fights, such as if your immune system is important in fighting uh, viruses like COVID-19 or other viruses, it is impeded when we give you those high doses. Hmm. So um, so is your normal surveillance of cancer cells. Um, we all produce abnormal cells all the time, and your immune system gets rid of them. So um, a vasculitis is serious because of what it causes and what the treatment of it causes. Now, eventually, we will find out what it is that your immune system is attacking, um, meaning, and that specific, we will be able to knock out that specific immune response. We aren't quite there yet, but that's how fast science is going that we will get specific treatments for that that's just amazing doc because ashton kutcher is somebody you look at him you see he seems like a really healthy guy he's young and vital and then suddenly he tells us for the last two years he he wasn't able to hear or see or stand and he had to work to get it all back uh is this common is it vasculitis out there in great numbers no, it's pretty rare. I don't know the exact uh, numbers on it. Um, I don't think we can, we can probably find that out uh, from uh, Dr. Google by asking Dr. Google. <laughs> I'll ask him. <laughs> how many people in the United States have vasculitis. Um, but in fact, the, uh, the point is that um, it is a fairly rare disease, especially rare to be this severe. It often gives you pain first um, and that type of, of problem way before um, it causes uh, this severe issue. So, um, you know, we as men, and I don't know this is the case, but we as men try and deny illness. It'll go away, right? And um, sure. the problem 
it'll go away is um, that sometimes it gets more severe and gets to damage and in fact cause uh, blood clots. In other words, if you've got inflammation there, you're more likely to develop a blood clot and in an end artery, a blood clot can mean you're not going to get it back. So the point is, when you get something that's new and serious, we should be, men should be more like women are and more tuned to their body and get to a physician soon enough so that you can get treatment that prevents that long-term complication. Yeah, it's not it's not uh, weak to go to the doctor, people. As a matter of fact, you might prevent uh, a bigger, a much bigger problem by getting there sooner. So get there, especially, it, look, if you got coverage, there's no reason to avoid seeing a doctor as soon as possible. I, I echo that for you, doctor. Um, I, I want to get into this Bye. week's research, but I have really good news for you. Uh, I like I like hot dogs. You know, I lived in New York for so many years and I love a dirty water dog off a street cart with a little bit of sauerkraut and some mustard. But I read an article this week that every hot dog I eat takes 33 minutes off my life. And it's I'm cutting back my hot dog consumption significantly. I, I just wanted to share that with you, doctor. Well, that is true. Red meat and processed red meat contain substances that cause inflammation in you. So even if you didn't have vasculitis, it would make it more likely that you would have vascular injuries, which leads to heart disease, stroke, memory loss, impotence, wrinkles of the skin, and dementia. So every hot dog, the reason it's taking 33 minutes off your life is it's increasing your risk for each of those chronic diseases. By the way, when you look at vasculitis, it's 200 people per million in the U.S. per year. So um, 4,000, 40,000, I think, would be the, uh, um, I'm sorry, we have uh, 330 million people. Yeah, 330 times 400 which is uh, 60,000 people a year in the U.S. get it. And most of them don't end up with severe eye or hearing problems because they get treated early enough. Okay, that's good. So the key is treatment. Uh, Just uh, transitioning from the uh, no hot dogs or limited hot dogs to um, your research, Hot dogs, do they qualify as ultra-processed foods? And uh, let's talk about that cognitive decline linked to ultra-processed food. Yes, yeah, so any that what an ultra-processed food is, is generally anything in a box um, or a, um, and some of it is main, many in a can, but um, it is so... Uh, packages, sauces, frozen pizza, ready-to-eat meals, Um, if you will, hot dogs, sausages, burgers, french fries, sodas, cookies, cakes, candies, donuts, and ice cream are all high high processed. And what this uh, showed was that men and women who um, had this had a trajectory of dementia, that is cognitive dysfunction, that is not remembering names, not remembering what they did, 
um, losing their abilities to function mentally um, 28% faster. So if you say the risk is 20% at age 90, 28% faster would mean it's 28% at age 70. Um, if you're a high user of ultra processed food. So that's what that story said. It was um, a story looking at um, 10,000 Brazilians um, over 10 years, and they started and looked at it from an average age of 51 on. And so 28% faster is pretty severe. Yeah, that, that's something to be very mindful of, people. Uh, Doc, uh, while we're talking about that kind of eating, ultra-processed foods and maybe trying to get away from it, I have a friend who relies on twice a year doing these cleanses, these juice cleanses, whatever they're called, and uh, he justifies it by saying, well, you know, if I do this, I can have hot dogs and nachos. Do cleanses work, and is he actually uh, doing something smart, or is this nutty? Um. We think it's nutty. That is, does it work if you go on a low calorie, for example, low protein, low carbohydrate soup diet for five weeks to reset your um, both the bacteria inside you and your risk of aging? And the answer is yes. But that's not a common detox. In other words, that would be eating that tomato-based soup that we talk about that's actually been studied that is effective. Most detoxes are I'm going to eat fruit juice for a week or I'm going to do uh, celery juice for a week. And the celery juice actually may work, but it isn't because it's clearing out toxins or it's clearing out bacteria from your gut, although it may change the bacteria in your gut, it's actually because it is, you're getting less calories and you're not getting protein or carbohydrate, simple carbohydrate calories. Mm -hmm. That type of process does work for decreasing inflammation and decreasing every marker of aging as long as you then go on a healthy diet afterwards your friend's concept i'm going to detox and then go on an unhealthy ultra processed hot dog diet afterwards is absolutely the wrong thing he's getting five days of good eating and then he's um, killing himself if you will by repopulating his gut with things that cause inflammation. Wow. Okay, Chris, I hope you're paying attention. The, the, the fasting and the cleansing might be good, but then putting in even worse stuff next time is not a good thing. And I'm sure he'll take that to heart. I just, he, once doc, he did this cabbage soup diet where he did nothing but cabbage soup for like a week and a half. Nobody wanted to be in a closed room with him. And I'm not even going to get into the reasons why. Everybody knows. So, you know, extremes produce extreme results, people. In fact, the cabbage soup was probably okay for his system. It might not have been okay for everybody in a room with him. <laughs> yeah. But it was okay for his system. 
but then you've got to go to a healthy diet, Mediterranean diet, a healthy diet, low red meat, no red meat, no processed red meat, no ultra processed food, mainly olive oil is the fat you have, um, and avocados, that type of thing, the, the healthier food, fish, and um, if you will, what we would we call is uh, complex carbohydrates only, no simple sugars. Got it. And I'm sure Chris is uh, writing all this down. If not, I'm going to send him a copy. Uh, Doc, one more in here because uh, this is uh, this is so important. Number three, loneliness can be a an actual heartbreaker. You can actually have your your heart have complications because you're lonely. Yeah, this is uh, data from um, way back when. Um, meaning the Whitehall studies in Great Britain in the 60s and 70s and the Alameda County studies in the same age in the United States, where they found that stress, um, major life events that stress you, a friend dies, a someone in your family is sick, you're sued, etc. Those things are major life stressors. And the thing that is best at ameliorating them is having a posse. That is having friends around, uh, significant others around. Um, and the problem with loneliness and the data in the US is that nearly a quarter of people over 65 say they're lonely. Hmm. So this is a common problem in the United States and stress does cause damage to your heart damage to your immune system and damage to your brain uh, stress is the greatest ager and so in fact a lack of social connections is associated with a high risk of premature death from any cause particularly in men and why particularly in men because women tend to have more friends so and aren't as socially isolated as men typically so it does cause heart problems and what you want to do is is nurture a posse. And it does take effort to nurture a posse. So call your friends. It's absolutely key. This is such important news. Thank you, doctor. I can now tell my wife every time I play a round of golf, four hours with my crew, my posse, I'm keeping my heart healthier and I'm reducing stress in my life. I'm going to share this information with her immediately today, Doc, because twice a week might not be good enough to make me the super healthy guy that I want to be. If she isn't listening, we'll tell you that uh, twice a week is probably plenty for nurturing <laughs> that posse for four hours. And um, the uh, you want two different posses, though. So you want to have six friends. Um, so you need two different golf groups. I mean, assuming you play in a foursome. Yes. Three other people twice a week would be great. And if it takes twice a week, you may have to play four times a week with two different bosses. That's excellent. I'm, I'm sending this uh, interview immediately to my wife, and I appreciate you. See, this is why Dr. Royce is, is spot on. The information is scientifically based. And it supports the lifestyle I want to lead. Dr. Royson's new book, The Great Age Reboot, is coming out 
in basically a month. So don't sleep on this, people. Get the Great Age Reboot ordered, and we're going to talk about cracking the longevity code for a younger tomorrow, and uh, you will be better for it. We're better for having you here, my friend. Thank you, doctor. Thank you.